if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. This episode is brought to you by Link Consulting Solutions. Are you a badass entrepreneur looking to up-level your capacity, maybe supercharge your clarity and reconnect like a rock star? We'll head on over to linkcs.com to find out how we can accomplish this and more. We have virtual assistant matchmaking as well as clarity and client re-engagement consulting. That's L-I-N-Q-C-S.com. See you there. Welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez. And today I have Angie Nueva Camina with me, and we are going to talk about making amends. I'm shocking, shocking that we're not perfect, but um, it is true that there are times that we need to make amends and there can be an art to it. And so Angie, this is a passion of hers, and she is going to share with us some tips and tricks on how to do it um, in a loving way. So welcome. Hi, thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Angie, and about how you serve people. I am an educator and facilitator in training and development. uh, And the way that I do that is kind of that that blur in between personal and professional. I firmly believe that how you do anything is how you do everything. So uh, as entrepreneurs, like our DNA is in the values of, of the company. Um, so, you know, we know that business is personal. Yes. Yeah, it is for sure. Well, when we get on the topic of uh, making amends, give us some examples of, um, you know, who you've worked with that have needed, you know, I mean, I, I'm a mom, so I have to say, I'm sorry every day because, you know, there's always things that I'm doing that I wish that I could be better at. And I'm also a human. So I have to say, I'm sorry every day for different things. Yes. But, you know, when you're educating people on this topic, tell us a little bit about how maybe you got started in this um, area and how people engage with you um, for making amends specifically. So I just started because I, I kept looking for people to, to apologize. I kept looking like I, I would have been wronged and I'm like, why isn't this happening? Like, why, why aren't they apologizing? Why aren't they trying to uh, make a repair to, to the relationship? I don't understand. And I kept seeing it over and over. I saw it in my family dynamics. I saw it uh, in teams. I saw it with, you know, bosses that I've had. I'm like, why, why, what is so difficult about it? Um, and it dawned on me, like, we don't know how, you know, we're, we're so in a rush to, to get onto these, like, complex tools that we have in our toolbox, whether it's, you know, professional or personal. And it's like, right, but we forget about some of the basics. So uh, I was looking for people to, to apologize for me uh, or to me and, and, and make those amends. Yeah. So that's how I, I, I first got into it and why I, I developed this workshop. I think uh, there's, there's an art to it too, because I know that I am an over apologizer. Um, and so I, and I think it can be, 
almost the same if you're over apologizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you lose the sincerity of it. But absolutely. You're skipping, you're wanting the uncomfortable to go away. So you're either ignoring or you're apologizing too much. Absolutely. So it was just kind of jumping in around the, the distinctions about it. Um, you know, I, I used to say both on teams that I led as well as inside of my, my household, you know, like, I, I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. Like yeah. that's, that isn't what I want to hear. Um, and I mean, it was in a, a loving way, but it was like, I don't, that it, it becomes just words. And then I had to realize the distinction between somebody saying that they're sorry and somebody actually apologizing and they're not synonymous. Like when, when we say I'm sorry, you know, I'm then communicating a feeling that I'm having. Oh, it's true. But I'm yeah. not necessarily apologizing. I'm just letting you know that I feel remorse. That's, that's all that it's yeah. doing. So, you know, sometimes that would be like, okay, great. I can acknowledge you for, for feeling remorse about what, what happened, what transpired, how you wronged me, like whatever the, the, the impact was, whatever the offense was. So I can, I can hear that. And what? Yeah. And what? And the tools inside of the workshop um, help the and what. And yeah. makes, it creates that possibility for us to move forward. And the crazy thing is that, you know, we've got free will. So this isn't going to be a guarantee of if you do these five things, then you're 100% guaranteed to make amends. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way because we have free will. Right. So you can do all these things and the other party can decide for themselves if they're going to move forward or not. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing too. I was, I was actually, um, I wish now I wish I would have watched the whole thing, but I was scrolling through saved videos on Facebook that I like, I went down a rabbit hole of like old saved videos. And one is, and I forget her last name, but her name is Nadia. She's a, um, a, a, pri a priest. And she, it was like, why we should forgive assholes. And she was talking about how the act of forgiveness is not like, um, that is actually very empowering mm -hmm. because it is, disconnecting from the negativity and allowing it to go and live somewhere else. It's yeah. like saying like, I acknowledge that you did something wrong to me. And, um, and now that is your problem. You know what I mean? Like I, I no longer allow that to have power in my life yeah. and I, and I forgive you, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. not saying like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's kind of like the, the flip side of this making amends is like receiving the amends. It's not okay. What you did to me. Um, and, but I'm no longer going to harbor any negative feelings about it because that's damaging to me. And I don't want to give you that much power. Absolutely. And just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you're going to move forward with them. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there, there are people where I've long forgiven some pretty horrible things. I've forgiven that, but it doesn't mean that I want to be messing with them moving forward. Yes. Uh, yes. Had they, had they gone through these steps to, to make the amends? Um, then there would have been a possibility, but right. since there wasn't even that, then if just for, for a healthy relationship, then I couldn't move forward, even considering moving forward in the relationship. So let's talk about what is making amends. What are some of the steps that people can take if they want to, um, you know, they've done something, um, or, you know, accidentally on purpose, you know, however, they found themselves in a pickle where they've done something that has, 
um, created an impact for somebody else that's not good. And yeah. they um, will not only do they want it to go away because it feels uncomfortable when if you're not a jerk, you don't want people to be feeling badly because of something that you did. But you also know it's the right thing to do to attempt to make amends. So let's break it down. Like, what are some of the steps that people can do, whether that be in your home, whether that be as a leader, like I have a team of people. And so decisions that I make affect those people, decisions Mm -hmm. that I make affect my clients. Maybe I screw Mm -hmm. up with a client, you know, um, you know, whatever it might be, whatever situation it might be, but where do we get started? I think whenever, um, whenever we have an opportunity to, to step into leadership, even if it is leading ourselves, um, you know, the first thing is to, to be humble. We have to first even be aware, right? There's so many times where somebody will, will have an offense and they're not even aware that they did it, right? So just having level of awareness of self, having awareness of the impact that you have in the world. Um, and this kind of is tied in with knowing your value, right? Like. Yeah. If, if you think I'm insignificant or I don't have an impact, then you, you tend to be less aware of the impact that you do have. Uh, so first is just being aware. Uh, what Was there an offense that occurred? And if it's something, uh, if we can be proactive and if I call you up and say, you know, I was a total jerk and number one, I'm not then getting your attention because... I want to hear like, you probably want to hear about how I've been a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, being proactive and, and speaking directly to it, sometimes it might take you bringing it to me and saying, Angie, um, you were kind of a jerk and this, this is what happened. Or it wasn't maybe something that was more personal like that, but Hey, you dropped the ball on this project. And then I've got time to think about what I did and then, bring it back around. But the first part, of course, is just being aware of it. Um, the second is going to be getting, understanding the impact that it has. Now in relationships, there's, there's going to be impacts on more than just one entity. So in between our working relationship, um, there are actually three relationships at play, right? Like there's the impact that it's going to have on me personally. There's an impact that it's going to have on you. But then this, this working relationship, this collaborative, this project that we're working on, whatever I do is also going to impact that. So I need to speak to the impact of all three or however many that is involved. And a lot of times we only think about one, maybe two places where it's had impact, but we need to think a little bit broader and be like, oh no, actually that's, that's impacting the project, which also impacts the team. Right. Well, and I think, I mean, if you want to get energetic and woo-woo about it too, I mean, it's like putting that, that's an, another impact, right? You're putting that negativity out into the world. If you're not, you know, if you're not addressing it, you're just, there's pent up and built up bad feelings mm-hmm. that affect other people. You know what I mean? And that doesn't yeah. even have to be a woo thing. That could be, yeah. you maybe you don't recognize like your example of where um, I didn't realize that I offended you. Um, so, but maybe I feel some charge about that conversation and I take it out on somebody else because I feel like I did something. So there was some type of exchange there 
And maybe I don't realize that I did something wrong, but there, it leaves you with something. And then there's other interactions that happen. And so we, we have to recognize that our attitude and our mindset, even if we're not acknowledging it, have impact on other people. And so when we can be aware and when we can try to increase our awareness, we're reducing even side impacts that we might not even be thinking about. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that you broke that you brought up that, you know, it, it can leave you feeling some kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody comes to you and say, Hey, you, you were wrong or you wronged me, or there was like, they just tell you that something wasn't right. Right. And you've got this choice. Like it's, it's human nature for us. I don't know if it's human nature, but what it's come to be is that we'll feel like this guilt and shame about being wrong. Right. And it's like, but it doesn't have to be that. I like this. This is actually a really cool learning opportunity for me. And this is where that, that humbling piece comes in. Right. Like, am I, am I more concerned about getting it right and looking good? Or am I more afraid of looking bad? Mm-hmm. Right. Am, am I committed to a bigger picture? And that's, you know, whether it's our, our team, our vision, a relationship, the, the workability inside the family, like whatever it is, am I more committed to that or am I committed to being right? Am I more committed to not looking bad? Which this brought a situation to mind, which this will be funny because my um, operations manager, who I talk about on the podcast a lot, but she helps me with the podcast. So she'll get to uh, read, listen to this in the transcription, which she'll laugh at me. Um, But we had a period of time where we were not communicating very well. And she's very direct and I'm very um, indirect. And like I have a hard time sometimes with direct conversation because it feels like, uh, it feels uncomfortable for me. I'm sensitive and, you know, and so we had a series of conversations in which I had invented in my mind that she hated me and wanted to quit. And, you know, that she wasn't on board with what I was, you know, what I was doing and, you know, like everything that I said was annoying to her. And I like, so it came down to this, like, come to Jesus conversation where I was like, basically going to say, you know, we need to get on the same page or like, this is just not going to work. And I remember coming to the conversation and I mean, we, obviously there was some tension, you know, coming up to this because we're both coming at it from a different angle. And I Mm -hmm. said, I needed to talk to you today. So um, she's in the Philippines. So it was like an evening conversation. So sit down and I was like, we need to talk. And she's like, yes, we really do. And um, she's like, Raya, before you get started, I just want you to know something. I'm not afraid of the hard conversations. I'm actually really glad we're having this conversation. And she's like, you know, this is so important to me that you see my point of view and that I understand your point of view. So like, bring it, let's go. And like the whole thing just went from like up here all the way down, because I knew that even if let's say the worst case scenario was that she didn't want to work with me anymore, that we were going to end on like a very real, like woman to woman, respectful um, conversation where we both were heard. Mm -hmm. And it was the coolest, 
thing. And it actually brought us so close together. I think it broke down so many barriers. And since that Mm -hmm. day, we have, I mean, like we've cried together. We've like, and this is a woman who's in the Philippines. So, but it's just like, it just was the, I'll never forget her saying that. Like, I just want, before we get started, I just want you to know, I'm not afraid of the hard conversations. So like, whatever you have to say, I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Let's just do this. Let's stop dancing around it. Let's just have this conversation. And it's so important. Like I, I love relationships. I believe everything is built on relationships. Like it it is everything. Relationships are absolutely everything. So we need to break down, like what are the healthy dynamics of a relationship and trust being a cornerstone? Like, unless we're willing to jump in the deep end, the way that your ops manager was willing to do inside that conversation, unless we're willing to jump in the deep end and be vulnerable, then how are we going to build that cornerstone of trust inside yes. of foundational relationships? Like we, we won't. So when, when we admit our fault or we admit uh, that it's had a negative impact on the relationship or project or whatever, we're in the deep end, honey. We are, we are swimming in the deep end and come on in. <laughs> yep, I know the water's fine. <laughs> the, the water's <laughs> fine. And if not, then we'll get through it together. Right. Yes, like that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, well, what, once you have awareness, what are some ways like somebody like myself? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I feel like because I don't, um, because I don't want to live in that space. It's, it's very palpable to me when I'm having conflict with somebody And I do take a lot of personal responsibility. I'm very quick to take um, responsibility when I do something wrong. So I think in a lot of ways, I'll be first to like kind of try to um, make amends. But I am also a very sensitive person. So I have to fight my own tendency to be defensive when I know you're being defensive, but you did it. So shut up. You know what I mean? Like, just listen, you know? So what are the next steps after somebody has acknowledged that they are in the wrong and they're aware of it? Um, You know, obviously there needs to be a safe space for it to take place or else Mm -hmm. there's no point. If you're going to somebody who's not going to um, embrace it or, you know, if it's not going to be a productive conversation, it, it's hard to have an amends conversation when it's one-sided. You know what I mean? So, but sometimes maybe it needs to be said, even if it's only going to be one-sided. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there have been plenty of times where, you know, it's, it's um, uh, because people don't make amends um, pretty much at all. Uh, it, it's going to catch people off guard and they're just going to listen. And especially when, when somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, I screwed up. Like, I just want to sit back and I, I want to, I want to hear how you screwed up. Cause I want to see if it matches up with how I think that you screwed up. Right. Like, so I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me hear this. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say little to nothing. And most people, when I've made amends, um, it's usually because this is so outside of the norm because it's normal. Uh, it's more frequent that somebody will either just say, I'm sorry. And then like, want to just hurry up and and move on. But they, when, then we start speaking to, and this was the impact that it had on you and on me and on what we're working on. Um, Then something is different because now we've invited empathy to the table. 
and empathy and ego, they usually don't sit at the same table, right? Like, so empathy is on board. This is all new. Now we're starting to connect, right? Um, and then it's about restoring the impact. So how can I make this right? And coming in, and this could be something to where it's obvious, like, and this is, this is what I'm going to do to restore that. Or this can be a place where the two can have a conversation because maybe it's not clear, or maybe you want to say, you know, this is, this is my idea of how to, to, to make this right. Um, and I'm open to hear because I, I, I don't know what I don't know. Maybe there's something over there that you need or that in the project that you see needs to be done that I can do to restore the impact that, that I had on this. So there's a place that you can both meet. Yeah. There's, um, there's another situation in the, in my past life, um, where I did mess up on a really, really big project. Um, and there was no way that I could make it right. Um, like I, I missed a deadline on a, on a funding something or other. And it was, there was like no around it. There was no like way to make it right. And I just had to sit in that. And for somebody like myself, that was um, catastrophic, you know, like, for sure. like even to this day, if I think about it, I'm just like, Ooh, and it's been like a decade, you know what I yeah. mean? So, um, but I mean, there are things like that where we're going to have, and I had to go to my boss and say, I messed up. I messed up really, really big. This is the way that I messed up. This is how I've tried to make it better, but it has not worked. And I have been informed that there is no resolution. Yeah. And I am sorry. I recognize that that does not make it right. I don't know how, you know, like, I don't know how to make it better, except for to tell you that I truly, this is what I did leading up to it. This is how the ball was dropped. And I'm sorry. And in this instance, the, the immense, like you, you can't make that, that project, right? However, you can, you can work to make amends in the relationship, your working relationship with your boss. Yeah. And then you can, you can restate, um, you know, whatever it is that you can or can't do. Uh, but now you make a new promise. You give your word to something, something new moving forward. Right. And you say, like, but this is, this is what I'm committed to. What I'm committed to is working with, uh, with a, a level of, of excellence. And I know that I dropped the ball on this. So this is, this is like what you can count on me for moving forward. Right. Cause you, you can't do anything about what sure you did can. there. Yep. So this is what you can count on me moving forward. And this, this one is really, really important. Um, and this is what I'm, I'm putting in place. This is the structure that I'm putting in place to support that. And of oh, course like the that. words are going to be different, right? Yeah. But, uh, no, but I this love is, that. this is the, the, the support, the structure that I'm putting in to support who I want to be inside of this moving forward. Yeah. I like it, that. It's, a lot. it's great because then, you know, I mean, nothing is certain, but anything is possible, but then, you know, it, it, it kind of gives that, that trust and somebody yeah. may be more willing to say, yeah, let's move forward together Yeah, rather than, you know what? No. I'm out. I'll see you later. Right. I can't mess with you. Right. So it, it just, it creates that possibility and increases the probability of it being healthy moving forward. Well, and we did, we did find a way to move forward for, for a period of time. I think that, um, 
there was mitigating circumstances. There was other circumstances at play that eventually that working relationship um, parted. Not nobody got fired or anything. Like I'm, I'm surprised I did not get fired. But it, it was sincerely, um, you know, an, an error. It wasn't something that I was like egregiously not doing my job. But, um, but, it, it, but I think that that's a good situation to highlight because there are things where you can't make it right. So then, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that you say, I recognize that what comes out of this and the impact of me doing this is that you will have a hard time trusting that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And what actually happened here was that I didn't have a full grasp of the scope of the project and of what my role was. And so what I'm going to do moving forward is, and then fill in the blank, you know what I mean? And and the system that I put in place to make sure that happens is and fill in the blank. And so hopefully we can come to a place where not only does some, something like this not happen again, but you can also rest assured in your trust that I know not only what I'm doing, but that these types of projects, I can reach out. I know what support, you know, if I don't, if I don't know everything, which I'm human and I don't know everything, I know that I can come to you or I can come to, there's other resources available for me to stay on track and be able to make sure that something like this never happens again. Absolutely. And this, this is huge. This, it is an absolute game changer because more and more people are realizing, you know, that if, if, if you're just looking for a person to, to do a particular task, I mean, and of course there, there is appropriate time when you do need to fire somebody. However, when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, we're both human. The leader should, should see that, that mistakes are going to happen. Uh, and if it is a, an issue of mistake or if it's a growth opportunity, then it is just that. But to be able to have somebody who is aware and willing to do the work, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. Because then like, if we're talking about work-wise and if you're an employer, um, then your employee or your team member you're going to end up with with a higher ROI because you're not making bad hires, right? Like it's it's workable. You can grow, you can develop, you can you can keep your team and move forward and not have like more change because then that's more disruptive. How do you teach this within like for example, um because I love this. I mean, I this there's re- there's a reason why you're on this podcast. I think that this is a super uncomfortable topic that needs to be talked about all the fucking time Um, because it happens every day, all day, every day. Um, But how do you create the safe container for this in a company? Like, like I'm a small business. I have four employees. Um, I, I do often like something that, that I tell everybody when they get hired and when we are doing our check-ins, I always ask them how they're doing. Do they have all the resources they need? And I also um, am very forgiving when things happen. Like I've had things pop up where they're like, I messed up. Like for example, one was our, um, she was doing her first um, email marketing thing and she sent it out, she pressed send and all the links weren't live. So if you clicked on anything, it wouldn't take them. I was like, dude, no big deal. Just make sure all the links are live. Go back to the title, comma, take two, 
push it again. You know what I mean? And then have Absolutely. a little thing at the top that says, oops, our links weren't live. Here you go. You know, like, I'm like, for me, that's like no big deal. She yeah. was mortified. She thought I was going to be super pissed. And I was like, no, I think it's kind of funny. Like, whatever, <laughs> you know, like I, I would kind of giggle if I got that email, it would no bi- be no big deal to me. But I think that there's a deeper level that someone like myself with employees could be creating that space and saying, you know, um, let's have, let's have the hard conversations. Let's, for sure. you know, like if you feel, um, if you're feeling uncomfortable with, you know, they, ours are all very, all, all of our employees that work very independently. So there's less of the interpersonal dynamic. So mm-hmm. it would be more like with me or like with their job, with what, what's happening in their job. And I would much rather have um, real information than platitudes. So yeah. like, while I'm quick to praise and, you know, like, you know, one person was like, is she for real? Like, what is she is like way too happy. Um, but I, but I also want to know, like, I hate this part of my job. Like I really, really hate this part of my job or I would love to do that thing for you, but I don't have any more time left in the time that you've allotted for me. Like how, how do we create the space where tough conversations are okay to have besides just saying, tough conversations are okay to have you know what I mean because and then also they I'm sure because I am the way that I am they don't want to disappoint me or make me sensitive you know what I mean like yeah let me down kind of thing when I'm in all actuality I'm a lot tougher than I look like I can take it you know what I mean so but how do we as employers create a safe space or as people, just just as people, how do we make ourselves a safe place for people to be honest with us so that we can have real conversation? It is all about modeling. It is all about modeling. I'll say it again. It is all about modeling. What, what I love about, so I'm, I'm 45. Uh, what I love about young professionals and younger generations coming up behind me, they can smell bullshit. And I love it. Because it is all about modeling, right? They're, they, they've heard so many people just talking the talk and regurgitating whatever thing is spinning on the internet that day, right? Like we can sit here and spin all, all day to, to vulnerability and why, why it's important. That's great. But unless I see it walked out, I'm really not going to follow up and listen too much to you. Um, so model it. Model, model, model. Um, when you were sharing about you know hitting send and the links were broken, whenever I get emails like that, I am so relieved because then it's almost like somebody giving me permission not to put out mediocre work, but to not feel guilt and shame when I send out something that's an honest mistake because we are human. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But then if if I see um, a parent or a boss or somebody in authority modeling this out, then it's just, okay, great. So they're, they're not just saying the words, hey, I'm open to the tough conversations, but then actually having the tough conversations and, and having no judgment be present, like them understanding like, hey, I'm committed to this bigger picture. This is what I'm committed to. And I know that we're going to make mistakes along the way. So I want to make sure that we're having these, these tougher conversations, these uncomfortable conversations, because that's what I'm committed to. I'm not committed to perfection. 
I'm not committed to being right all the time. I'm committed to us as a team moving forward and hitting this target. And we can't do that unless we trust each other, unless we have conversations and communications that are sometimes direct. And those emotions, honey, that's just data for you, right? Like that's all that it is, is data. Whether or not you, you respond because of the emotions, that's a whole nother conversation, but just use it like as data, like, oh, I'm a little sensitive around here. So it's kind of like, I see when I, I, I have like a, kind of like a flash of emotion. Okay. So cool. This is just an arrow pointing me to the work that I need to do on my personal time with my counselor. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Cause this ain't got nothing to do with what's going on nope. here. This is mine. I need yep. to be responsible for it. Not put it on my people, not put it on my kids, not, you know, whomever my, my people are in that, in that situation. And when those big emotions come up, they're like giant arrows. This, this. Yes. Work on well, and this. I think I'm seeing, I mean, maybe it is because we have the internet and we, we have things, you know, and some of it is staged and some of it is, is captured, real captured things, but, um, I'm seeing changing in my parenting mm-hmm. because I have a 22 year old, a 20 year old and an 11 year old. So I had kids when I was 20 and 22, that's, how old I was when I had my kids. And then I had a kid when I was 31. And the difference between 20 year old me and 30, now like 40 and I'm 42, you know? And so like the, um, the other day I had like um, a really big argument with my middle child and youngest child saw the argument happening. And it was uh, started because I swore while talking to my <laughs> youngest child. And so anyways, I knew that what the end result of that was going to be that my youngest child was going to feel like it was her fault because I was mm. talking to her when the argument started. And so um, the old or the middle and I were able to fix things later, but it was very heated, very emotional. And so in the middle of all of it, when we were like taking separate time, I pulled 11 year old aside and I said, sit down. I want to tell you something. First things first, this is not about you. Like this conversation is I'm having a disagreement right now with your sister and we're both saying a lot of things that are not great. Like we're both in the wrong here and we're going to have to deal with this and it's going to hurt for a while. But this conversation is not about you. And she said, well, it sure seems like it's about me. I'm like, I know. And you know why it seems like it's about you? Because I screwed up. I said the F word when I was talking to you about something because I was feeling irritated about something totally different. I go, and you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that to you. I shouldn't have had that tone with you. That was my fault. But this conversation, this argument, this bigger thing that's happening, this has nothing to do with you. And what you're seeing is a lot of emotions. And I said, and that's because we're kind of going for the jugular right now. Do you know what that means? And she's like, no. I said, well, the jugular is this really big vein. And if you hit somebody in that vein with a sharp object, you could make them bleed out. And I go, we're kind of emotionally going for the jugular right now. And we're trying to fix it. But we're so emotional that we're taking a time out. And I said, you're going to see me in a lot of points in my life because I'm a very sensitive person with a lot of emotion, but I'm not going to break. I'm okay. 
And you need to know that even if I'm really, really sad or I'm really happy or whatever it is, it's okay. These are just emotions and expressions of who I am. But in this situation, right now, what you see out here is between me and your sister. And what started all this was about me, not about you. You have zero faults in this situation. And I'm very sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable or if I made you feel like it was your fault. I want to take this time right now in the middle of it to tell you this is not your fault. And that, like... I mean, I still felt like crap because, you know, like I'm obviously having like this big dramatic drama queen conversation with my middle child. But I was like, fuck, yes, mama, you are doing a good job. <laughs> like that felt really good. Like it yeah. felt like I would have probably never had the ability in my 20s or my 30s to have a conversation like that. But I've seen the impact of not having that conversation Yes. And I could not, I was like, I am not going to let this be the moment that she sits on the couch with a counselor 20 years from now. And it's like, I remember the time that I made my mom have a fight with my sister so hard that they went at it with each other or whatever, because I was naughty or whatever. That yeah. It had nothing to do with her at all. Like she yeah. did nothing wrong. And that's, that's why this work is so important to me, right? Like I, I see how what is happening in the world. And I see a, a whole lot of people not taking accountability, not taking responsibility for the things and not being accountable for their actions. So if we can start by modeling this out, and if we have these tools and we start modeling them, and then younger generations, whether that be our kids, neighborhood kids, young professionals that, that we're working with, whatever it is, if they can be getting this at a younger age, uh, then I'm, I'm thrilled. I am so happy of the contribution that I've had to the world. Because then I think about how we can start changing the world. And this is where my, my very idealistic views come into play. Because I do believe in a world where there's far less oppression. I do believe in a world where, where we are fully empowered to be our best selves. And we're not our best selves if we're not taking responsibility and being accountable for the things that we said and do to each other. Yes. So unless all of us are rising up, honey, ain't none of us going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I want for all of us to be doing this. So when I think about like the parenting difference between you know, my 25-year-old and my 14-year-old, right? Because I've got the, that yes. age gap. Um, you know, they've had totally different parents. Yes. I the the mom's completely different. And hallelujah for that, because yes. then they also see that we're capable of growth over the years, mm -hmm. right? That it, it, we don't have to always be this way. We don't always have to, well, that's just the way that she is. No, we're incredible beings and we can choose to, to do differently, you know, um, no differently, do differently, right? No better, do better. Yeah. Uh, and this is a way that we can all be doing better for ourselves and for the betterment of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to the leadership, maybe even the corporate environment um, or, you know, even even with ourselves. I mean, wh what are some of the let, let's go with the let's go with the with ourselves, you know, because I think we don't make amends to ourselves very often. And, yeah. and if you're not in a place where you've um, done some of that work, I think it could be very difficult to if you've not modeled it to yourself. 
how do you model that behavior to other people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you took it here because I'm all, it starts with you. It always starts with you, right? Like um, how, how can, how can I expect my kids, my team, um, a, a, a vendor, a partner to, to trust my word if I'm always breaking it to myself, mm-hmm. right? How can I, how can I stop beating, beating myself up, right? Like all the negative self-talk and not make amends because I haven't forgiven myself for something that I did on a project or uh, at a board meeting or with the kids or with yeah. myself. If I sold out my dreams, yeah, right? If I, at some point I sold out my dreams, I can't go back and, and fix it because maybe the, the, the lifetime of that opportunity has passed, right? How do I make amends with myself? And you can do the same things, right? Like being aware of, of what it really is as to what's got me down. And it's, it's, it's because I, I turned my back on my dreams. I sold out my dreams. Uh, and then getting the impact that it had on myself, getting the impact that it had on those around me. What is it that I can do to, to restore the impact of it? Like I can't go back and, and do that thing, but what can I do to, for myself now? to kind of ease that and, and kind of nurture that. What can I do to where I don't do that again in the future with a different dream? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And then when we start doing it then, you know, with the next kind of circle of community being our, our households, and maybe that's family, maybe that's, you know, just your household and it's you and a roommate or <laughs> you and your pet, whatever. Yeah. Right? Then your household and then your next circle of influence, and then your next, and your next, and your next. And I, I truly believe that that is how we change the world. I love that. I love that. I think it is. It is how we change the world because there's so much um, verbal violence, violence, violence. There's so much um, misunderstanding and um, just. Um, volatility in the world that I mm-hmm. think some of it can be um, f- fixed. Absolutely. And, and I and think we- some of it can be addressed mm-hmm. way before it gets to that level. Um, and, um, and I think we just need to get okay with, ac- with accountability and uh, we need to get okay with um, taking responsibility and, and doing whatever the next right thing is. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what your definition of accountability is and what, why it's important to be accountable. Yeah, I, I, it's so great. I was actually having a, a long in-depth conversation with, with my son about this recently, about that, you know, accountability isn't a, a bad word, right? Like it's not like I want to grow up so that I, I don't have to answer to anybody. Um, inside of community, we are accountable to somebody. Uh, if we want to grow, we need to be accountable to somebody. If my goal is around my health, then I should probably incorporate a professional that I am accountable to, whether that's talking about uh, my lifestyle changes or my dietary shifts or my activity levels. Like when you have that accountability, then you you, you tend to grow, you, you, right? Like that's, that's the area that you're going to grow and develop in is where you have space of accountability. So if I want to be the best parent that I can be, then I need to be accountable to somebody. 
Um, and that can be both up and down. What I mean by that is being accountable to say other parents so that when I have this time where I'm, I just, I, I get triggered and I start yelling. Like, I don't want to yell in my home because I don't want that energy inside my home. It, it creates a scary space, especially for kids. So I don't want to do that, but I want to be accountable to somebody. So I'm going to talk to another parent who's, you know, parenting at, at similar levels that I'm parenting at, and I'm going to be accountable to them about what I said or did. But I'm also accountable to my kids, right? And that doesn't mean that, that they have to know everything that I'm doing. However, I need to be able to, to, to speak or defend the choices that I make in my life. And I think that it's important to have levels of transparency, of course, age appropriate, but levels of transparency through accountability around this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm choosing to do this. So then they, they start having that trust. Like I can, I trust that, that my parent is going to show up in these ways for me because I trust that they can handle that or something like that. Cause a lot of times like, Oh, I don't want to disappoint you. Right. Yes. And it's like the last thing that I, and I, I have like a little people pleaser. And so I, that was my thought in that moment was like, I am not about to create a fawn right now. Hold on. Let me, I am not going to let this be a childhood PTSD moment. Like yeah. I cannot, like, I do not want that to be my, um, my legacy. You know what I mean? And it, like, it, it maybe it wasn't that, uh, dramatic, but it felt that dramatic in that moment. And, um, and I just was like, there's, there's so many applications to this where we can sort of put a bubble around ourselves in our emotional space. Like say, I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now, like, like I'm spinning maybe, and just say like, okay, what's the most important thing that needs to be addressed so that I don't make a lasting impact that is bad. You know what I mean? Right. And then if you can address it in that moment, let's address it in that moment. If you can't yeah. address it in that moment, I often will put myself in on timeout. My daughter, my middle daughter says that I rage quit. You know what? I'll rage quit all day long because rage quitting means that I shut my mouth. You know what I mean? Like if that's what I need to do, then that's what I need to do is put myself on a timeout. Absolutely. You and know? although like it would be great if we didn't get to the point of rage and yeah. like some, some of us are there, some of us are not. And it, it would be great to get to that point. But I think that just rage quitting is a great early step to, to getting to that point of yes. not even raging. We can you come know, back to this after when I'm no longer irrational in my brain. But absolutely. in this moment, anything that comes out of my mouth is not going to be helpful. So I'm going to shut it in this moment. Yeah. And that's the choice that I make for myself. <laughs> And that, that, that trust piece, you know, especially when we, we've got, you know, folks that will see us um, being triggered by something and then they may not feel safe coming to us, right? Like we were talking about creating that safe space. Yes. Like, it, they may not feel comfortable coming if they know like, okay, so Angie has, she, she'll start blowing up, you know, she's sensitive around these areas. So maybe I don't feel so so comfortable and safe coming to her with this. However, if I know that about myself and I'm like, okay, so I know that 
you don't feel comfortable and I'm not helping build trust in our relationship because I get to the point where I'm raging. And I know that and I'm working on that. So this is what you can count on me for. Yes. When I start raging, then I'm going to rage quit because while we're not there to where I'm 100% rage free just yet, I am working on it. And this is what I'm willing to do. And this is what I can do in the meantime till we get there. Well, and it's intentional. Like it's intentional with love. Like I like I'm about to say I'm like it's like the open mouth, closed mouth, open mouth, closed mouth. Nope, 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 nope. You know, like I love you too much to allow whatever is going to come out of my mouth be that. And uh, in in the context of work, too, I think I had a um, an interview with somebody who does who's a life coach for neurodivergent humans. And she was talking about how, you know, many neurodivergent people are highly sensitive and then people assume because we're highly sensitive that we can't take it, like that we can't have the hard conversations or that we might, or that emotions are weakness, you know, like, because we might feel emotions that we can't have a hard conversation. And that's just simply not true. It's just that I think it maybe it's uncomfortable for people to see us have emotions, you know what I mean? Or to have us work through it in the way that we work through things or whatever, but it doesn't mean that we're not strong or that we yeah. can't take it. It just means that we may not process things and or react in the way that you um, you attribute to being strong or um, yeah. you attribute to being the appropriate reaction. Um, totally. So I think people need to be open to allowing people to process however is appropriate for them. Absolutely. And, and just knowing that and trusting that they know how to process things the best way that they know how. And as long as they're not offending you back, <laughs> you know, and really reoffending, then let them be, you know, you and, did and, something. And it's all about being willing to be uncomfortable and swimming with me in the deep end. Yes. Right. Like it, it really comes down to that. Um, one of the, the things and I, I need to, to seriously see who came up with this acronym? Because um, it, it's, it's been incredible. Uh, the acronym is COAL, C-O-A-L. Uh, and it's being curious, open, accepting, and loving. I'm going to say that one more time so that if people are listening, you can get something and write this down. Um, because this, this has saved my rear end with myself and others so many times. And that's COAL, remaining curious, open, accepting, and loving. Um, now notice in there, none of it says nice. Right. And, and is not part of that. Right. So don't, don't worry so much about being nice. Right. Be curious, you know, ask questions like, Oh, Oh, she's popping off again. wonder what that's about. You know, be open. Maybe she's having a really bad day or maybe she's just like overwhelmed. And it, like, this is how it's coming out and accepting, right? Like I've already decided that I love you. We're in this together. So I, I, I need to be accepting of our differences um, and then loving. What's, what's something loving that I can do right now to this situation that's going to help it? Yeah, I love that. Oh, oh, I love that. I want to so use good. it like today. I'm going to go find, yes. Yes, find a grumpy do. person. Everyone who's grumpy, 
My, my email is raya at linkcs.com. Let me send you a cold email. I'll do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, this has been so good. Well, I always ask two questions. And I know that we, for the very first time on this podcast, are going to have a one summarizing answer to both questions. And that is, the first question always is, what is a takeaway that if somebody could only remember one or two things from this talk, um, that they would really carry in their heart with them, that they would know and they would think about this talk, they would think about how they could apply it and and how it would be meaningful for them. And the second question is, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? And and. Yeah. Tell me, you know, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to say it as a statement and then we'll, we'll just quickly unpack it and how it applies to everything that we've talked about on this podcast today. Um, somebody told me very directly, very bluntly, Angie, love or fear, choose. And it was so profound and they, they were a little frustrated with me because I kept coming up with all the reasons for a particular situation. And it all comes down to love or fear. Everything that we do in this world, everything that is out in the world, every emotion that we have, it can all be boiled down to love or fear. Fear keeps us from getting in the deep end and having those direct conversations that are challenging and uncomfortable. Fear has us shy away from that. Fear, uh, whether we're talking about racial conversations and we don't, we don't want to jump into a conversation about race because we know damn well we're going to offend somebody, but we don't have the tools to make amends to move forward. So we're afraid and fear keeps us out of that instead of love being present, right? Like you lovingly having that conversation with the youngest about this isn't about you. You know, all of it being based in love. And again, the younger generations, they can smell bullshit. So you can make a lot more mistakes, not saying to be mediocre because of it or use this as kind of the scapegoat, but you can make a lot more mistakes when you're grounded in love than when you're grounded in fear. It's true. So my thing, if anything that you get out of this podcast that you're listening to it, the thing that I would say, if I only had just 30 seconds left to live love or fear choose i love it i love it well angie works with people humans of all kinds working on amends helping educate us on being better humans and if you would like her information we are definitely going to link it in the show notes we thank you so much angie for joining us today and this has been another episode of the client experience revolution podcast i'm your host raya gonzalez and we will see you next time you know what i love it means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode if you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting. On Twitter at Link Consulting and even better, find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez and you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format if you're just curious to see what our guests look like. We appreciate you so much. And that's why we're excited to see you next time.